Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. This is a classic episode because uh, we took some time off for Labor Day. We did do that thing. Uh, that time off has passed, uh, but it was awesome for me. I hope it was awesome for you too, Ben. It was awesome for everybody listening along at home. Uh, today's episode is, it's an oldie, it's a goodie, it's a weird one, it's about butter. Yeah, and a lot of you likely have not heard it because I believe uh, the old Apple podcast uh, platform cuts off older episodes, I think older than like 300 of the most recent. So we have surpassed that some time ago. So yeah, we're having our own indulgence today by taking a little holiday and giving you this classic episode. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. They call me Ben. I can't believe it's not Bolin. And my name is Noel the Butter Lover Brown. No. <laughs> That's good. No, don't, don't ever call me that. I, um, I will not call you that uh, if we're outside of the bounds of this episode. Is that fair? I guess so. Also, as it turns out, our wonderful producer, Alex, pointed out right before we started rolling that Butter Lover was considered an insult in uh, medieval Roman Catholicism. Yeah, in Roman times, uh, to call someone a butter lover was uh, – it was fighting words, wasn't it? We got the nod from Alex there. This is Ridiculous History and today we are looking at uh, a very ridiculous but I would argue very important part of butter history. Yeah, and also part of the history of – religion as we know it and it's yeah. ridiculous i guess because a big part of the protestant reformation as uh it turns out was hinged on the prohibition of that delicious creamy substance we know and love many of us i do how do you feel about butter butter yes i love it i've had um i've had many loves 
hard won and often lost in my life, Noel. And butter is butter's the one that's going to stick around, I think. Are you messing with me? I am not messing with you. Okay. I am not messing with you. The, uh, it's true. Everything that uh, the illustrious Mr. Brown said is true. And this is somewhat timely for us because this year, the year in which we're recording this, 2017, marks the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. And I mean, that's such a staple of, of high school history classes. Mm-hmm. But just in case, what was the Protestant Reformation, Ben? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you asked. So it was a schism from the Roman Catholic Church, and it was originally instituted by a fellow named Martin Luther. Is he the guy that nailed the the thing to the door? Yep. He's the guy who famously nailed 95 theses onto the door in uh, 1517. So what you're saying is he had 95 theses and (laughs) butter – was one? Yes, yes, we are, uh, and I, I believe, I believe that Jay Z. Just, I'm mean, just gonna guess that Jay Z. Probably based his song off uh, the 95 Theses. I was thinking that might be the case. It has a feel. It has that feel to it. Uh, the problem that Martin Luther had to keep it in a in a short format, right? The the problem that Martin Luther had was that the way the Catholic Church was functioning was seen in in his opinion in many ways as corrupt and as oppressive and he had his own theology that conflicted with this, right? I mean corrupt in the most like mafioso sense of the word corrupt. Uh, Essentially the church charged – people, um, what they called indulgences, in order to go against Catholic doctrine or Mm -hmm. things that were prohibited, food items, for example, Mm -hmm. or activities that were prohibited, you could essentially pay for uh, absolution. And this was clearly a huge beef with Martin Luther because I have the 95 Theses pulled up in internet form and I typed in a search for the word indulge. I didn't even make it all the way to indulgence, and it appears 45 times um, mm-hmm. in the document. And there were there were serious, fundamentally contradictory theological opinions that Martin Luther had, or maybe beliefs is a better word here. Uh, the indulgence is, yes, clearly a corrupt practice, right? He also challenged the authority of the pope, uh, and he – believed that the Bible didn't have to stay in the Latin language. Mm. When he translated the Bible to German, he honestly set that culture on a path toward a standard written version of the German language. Well, totally. I mean, like a big part of it too, beyond this weird uh, practice of selling indulgences was making it more accessible to people and not having to have everything go through some sort of high – church official or, you know, like the idea that you could speak directly to God mm-hmm. rather than have to have a go-between, some kind of like medium almost in a way, mm-hmm. in the form of a priest, you know. And and butter is not just a tiny, oh, look at that kind of detail in this story. In fact, if not for this ban on butter, there might have been a much slower growth rate of the Protestant Movement. So if we look at this 
first, I guess the best way for us to start is to consider fast days. Should we travel back in time to medieval Europe? <laughs> I think that's a wonderful idea. So here we are, medieval Europe. Dude, it's kind of weird here. It's really dark and gloomy, and everyone looks really bummed out. Yes, yes, yes. You'll uh, you'll also notice that there are a lot of people who look hungry. Watch out for that poop. Oh, you slipped. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's my poop. Oh, okay. I was here <laughs> earlier. Gross. I know, I know. I was just really feeling the moment. Oh, look at that skinny guy in the stocks over there. Mm. He looks pretty malnourished. That's also plague, so right. don't touch him. I think I've driven this bit into the ground. Well, luckily, we're riding it out still because now that we're in this environment, we can note that there are some obvious traditions that are different from our own in the modern day, right? Oh, see, look at that. See that monk? Man. Sure does have a shiny head. Yes, yes, he has a tonsure. Uh, ah, my eyes! <laughs> so, a what? A tonsure. That's a, a tonsure is the word for that type of haircut where they shave the top of their head. I thought it was just called a bowl cut. It's the op. It's like the opposite of a bowl cut. It's like the fringe around a bowl cut minus the part. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You learn something new every day. These these monks that we're hypothetically <laughs> looking at. Uh, are living in a system of fairly rigid and exacting rules, dictating both their um, their religious practices and their day-to-day behavior. And one of the big things about this, we're drawing a lot of this from a, uh, a book called Butter, A Rich History by Elaine Kosovra. Uh, one of the big things about this was the the sort of food you could eat. And if it were uh, Wednesday, if it were Friday or a Saturday, then these monks, the way this tradition started, could not eat any animal products. They were vegan three days out of the week. They were really ahead of the curve on that one. (laughs) No kidding. And then in uh, Lent, the 40-day period leading up to Easter, they also couldn't eat animal products. So they were vegan functionally for like 40 days or their version of that. Yeah, and what's wild and didn't occur to me until looking into this stuff is it was – it accounted for something in the neighborhood of like half of the calendar year when yes. you added it all up together. Mm-hmm. And that's if you don't – well, we'll get to indulgences and how they play in here. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That really adds up and that makes me appreciate every Philly cheesesteak. I have ever eaten or will ever eat. Do you do the, the cheese whiz version? Like, no, no. You know, I'm not loyal enough That's to it. That's the classic, they say. Yeah, but I like the provolone, you know? I like a good provolone. You ever eaten cheese whiz out of the can? Yeah, man. Yeah, we've all had dark times in our lives. I, I mean, I'll, I'll do whipped cream out of the can, but cheese whiz, is just like, it's, not, it's not a food. <laughs> it's not a food. It's essentially like the powder that comes in the Kraft macaroni and cheese boxes, just like in aerosol form. Don't they have to call it a cheese food product? I think so. Not, yeah. It's like American cheese slices. But the thing that's cool too about this is um, it, a lot of this stuff really hinged on region. We mm-hmm. take for granted the idea of importing and exporting and the availability of like anything and like we don't really have to limit our food intake based on where we live. If we want strawberries, we can get strawberries. If we want some, you know, tropical fruit that's not grown anywhere near us, mm-hmm. we can get it because of like, you know, refrigeration. But back in these days – that was not a thing. And your diet was dictated pretty much exclusively on what was available in your region. Unless you were super wealthy. And even and even then, 
it would be incredibly rare, you know, or it'd be incredibly expensive, for instance, to get certain spices, mm -hmm. even like peppercorns. So now we've got we've got our monks who about half the year just can't eat meat or dairy and is also coincidentally believed to fuel lust. Any animal product is thought as like a, essentially an aphrodisiac of sorts. This tradition became, becomes intensely problematic when the Catholic Church extends these fast day rules to all Christians. So for not just monks, anybody who is a Christian has to skip meat, milk, eggs, animal fats, or butter on Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and all during Lent. And this is where we really see the problem of geography that we mentioned coming into play because the Roman Catholic Church is in, is in Southern Europe, right? It's based in Rome. It's in charge ideologically of a lot of Europe, but it's based in Rome. And they had access to like fish, a lot more fish, you know, fresh fish and also – Things like olive oil that were alternatives to butter because butter, you know, as as we know, is delicious to just spread directly on things. But it's also a really great way to cook things and it infuses pretty excellent flavor into Ooh. things that you cook with it. Olive oil is also fantastic. I would argue it doesn't quite add the same, you know. Same kind of umami. Same kind almost. of umami, same kind of kick as butter does. So that played into this as well. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville's. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one, and that was a that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I meant I said El Camino, and I meant Monte Carlo. I miss it so. Uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. It, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man, and funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. 
Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Southern Europeans were not only um, not only was olive oil sort of functioning the way that butter functioned in different areas of Europe, but olive oil was considered superior, and southern some Southern Europeans actually had prejudices against butter. Really, really strange stuff. There was this belief that you know butter was a disease vector that the reason people got leprosy was because of their butter consumption. And so when Southern Europeans were traveling abroad, some would even bring their own supply of oil. You know, like, I don't want to come back to Rome with leprosy, so pack a, pack a mule full of uh, olive oil. Or put bags on the mule, don't put the oil in the mule. I mean, unless it's, you know, starting to rust. Yes, sure. I you know, uh, yeah. mechanical mules. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cut all of this, but don't leave it in. It's fine. We're just having a conversation here. So, Southern Europeans, all about olive oil. Olive oil, maybe fish oil. These are the superior flavor ingredients, right? These are the the superior um, products in comparison to butter, but. In parts of Europe where there were uh, dairy farming countries like France or where Martin Luther lived, Germany, cutting butter from the diet was a huge deal and it was dangerous. Yeah, it was tantamount to some form of forced starvation essentially. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. Uh, If they can't consume any meat or then also cheese, right? Cheese would be out. Then they couldn't rely on butter. Things were getting really, really skimpy in the uh, pantry, in the larder. And this rule was applied in a very corrupt way. This is where indulgences come in. And did you ever read about these when you were a kid in school? Oh, totally. Man, this sounds like the most crooked, disturbing 
practice. Well, it's like the it's, it's it's you know a religious equivalent of like Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos knocking on your door and you know expecting his collections for protection, you know. But this is like spiritual protection. It's basically saying you know you you grease my palm a little bit and uh, I'll give you a pass. In other words, yeah. I won't break your legs or, you know, put you in the stocks when we find out that you've uh, broken fast by eating, you know, something that was prohibited like butter. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So if you are well-connected Catholic royalty or if you're a wealthy merchant, for instance, and you're saying, well, the common people may be all well and good three days out of the week without butter, but I am a, of different stock. Is that how – is that how they talked back then? Every single one. They all sounded like Winston Churchill? <laughs> Including the children. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I know. Oh, I forgot. We're there actually right now still. We we haven't come back from our time traveling oh, that's expedition. that's true. So, yeah. We yeah. should watch ourselves. We, don't really, we really should. Figure out what day of the week it is so we don't get in trouble because, you know, this is a spiritual institution. We are talking about a religious rule and this means that in addition to physical – penalties that might exist, you know, if there are physical penalties for breaking a religious rule, the ultimate threat is that you can – you are spiritually committing a transgression against the will of God. And the thing too is in these regions where they didn't have ready access to the alternatives to butter, there were merchants that would capitalize on that mm. and would provide or import I guess really, really, really poor quality oils. And there's actually a quote from uh, a book by the name of Fast and Feast from a, um, a priest from 1520 that goes as uh, such. In Rome, they make a mockery of fasting while forcing us to eat an oil they themselves would not use to grease their shoes. Then they sell us the right to eat the foods forbidden on fast days, but they have stolen that same liberty from us with their ecclesiastical laws. Eating butter, they say, is a greater sin than to lie, blaspheme, or indulge in impurity. Which is just insane when you think about it, you know, that – that list of priorities could be so messed up and it's it's not just a matter of controlling a population, right? Mm. It's a matter of economic import for the for the Catholic Church because they're taking this money that people are paying for dispensations, right? Uh, and they they had different rates. And they had – sometimes they had groups paying, mm -hmm. like a community paying for a dispensation. They're using the cash that these folks are paying them to construct bigger buildings, you know, uh, and to fund crusades. And there are even – there there are even things that the local population still recognizes about this practice, right? Uh, there was a special collection box in French parishes to collect what was called butter money, right? So these entire communities were told, you can eat butter. Dude, that sounds like a, a mafia term. Yeah. You get that butter money. Hey, a little bit of butter money, you know? Forget about it. That's not my best. That's okay. Now everybody's looking around at that terrible accent. And we apologize to any Italian-Americans out there that, that Ben is deeply offended. No, that was not Italian-American. What was it? 
it was just a, it was, you like know. Like a Brooklyn thing? Yeah, like a, like a, you know, forget about it, Brooklyn, Jersey. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, boy. Well. Who knew that butter could be so controversial? <laughs> right? Who knew? Who knew? We, uh, we, we knew. We, 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 read, we, we read up on this. Before. We knew earlier. Yeah, it's true. Going. So in this case, it's not somebody saying, okay, I know that butter is banned on Wednesdays, but we're having a big wedding at my castle and I'd like to serve butter to, you know, the people attending the wedding. In this case, there are these entire regions who just continue to pay an extra tax for the right to conveniently ignore a rule. Yeah, or even like like you said, royalty or, you know, very privileged members of society could pay the tax for like their entire household. Yeah, yeah, they could they could do it as a, a you know, like a group rate. I wonder if they got a price break, you know? I wonder if uh, if members of the church would say, "Well, for you, by yourself, it's X amount of stuff, but you get a couple uh, get a couple of units off for every family member you add. They probably didn't do price breaks. Sort of like buying group passes to like Disneyland or something like mm-hmm. that. Or like a cell phone plan. Mm. This is almost like a cell phone plan because you have to keep paying. Or a cable bundle. Or a cable bundle. Basically, the Roman Catholic Church was like the Comcast of the medieval era. In <laughs> this, you know what? That is accurate to a frightening degree in in this case officially. And the, locals even today would call certain buildings like butter towers. You know, the, the money was used to build these gigantic religious uh, – well, to add expansions on or to build these gigantic religious structures. This struck Martin Luther – Along with all the other problems he had, this struck him as tremendously insulting because, you know, Noel, we're walking around in the past. Our clothes look probably really cool, I would hope, uh, although our hat game is nowhere near as evolved as the Middle Ages hat game. But we, we don't have any money in this area of time, so – if we're in this community, if we like sat down and lived here and we didn't have money to pay for that dispensation, then we're getting swindled by people selling garbage, oil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that might not even be edible. There's no way around this butter ban for us. So what, what, are, we, what are we supposed to do, you know? Yeah, and just to, just to backtrack just slightly, uh, I found an example of one of these kind of blanket uh, dispensations in uh, 1491, and this is from the, the Butter Book, A Rich History. Uh, Queen Anne, who is a Duchess of Brittany, um, got Rome to give her a dispensation for not only herself but the entire household, including all her servants and, and family members. And Brittany did not produce any cooking oil at all, it was a it was a butter based economy, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. <laughs> but um, it's interesting because the this dispensation uh, was ultimately extended to all of Brittany, and this kind of started um, the uh, the undoing of some of this gradually. Yeah. Um, but it didn't come for free because they had to still give. To the church, and there were even special prayers that they had to do. Yes, a contrite confession. Right. It's not 
it's uh, technically it's not enough to just give them the money and say let me let me snarf my butter in peace technically they have to make a contrite confession where they are legitimately apologizing confessing to uh receive the absolution from sin and that's where those butter boxes came from that we were talking about in churches where you would pay this spiritual tax uh, in some of these French parishes and they actually um, paid for the construction of like these ornate cathedrals and one of them in um, Rouen and Bourges um, was dubbed the tower the butter tower or the mm-hmm. tour de Boer mm-hmm yeah the tour de Boer so w- we can see we can see how this becomes a an active segment of the regional economies, right? And this, whether or not, I mean, obviously, we see we look back and we see the process of granting indulgences as corrupt, right? But if it is the practice of the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church is making the rules, then they're the ones who decide if something is corrupt. It would logically follow. However, Luther, in an open letter to the Christian nobility of the German nation, said that this was an enormous problem, that these clergymen should not be traveling around Germany telling people to pay money and say they're sorry before they can eat the butter that they already made, they already maybe paid for, right? They already churned themselves. The religious institution was not involved in the creation of the butter. You just had to pay them. And this practice, which was seen as selling forgiveness, became very, very widespread. And uh, I, I loved this I love this phrase, and then we talked about it a little bit off air. Uh, professor of Lutheran history and theology at Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary called it this. Uh, that's Dr. Kiersey Stierna, an economy of grace. Yeah, it's pretty pretty great image. And there's a quote from Professor Stern that says, Today we buy life insurance and health insurance to secure our possessions. In the Middle Ages, the only security came through church. These indulgences were the people's insurance policies, tangible pieces of paper that said, Hey, I'm good. Get out of hell free. <laughs> exactly. But as we've been saying, for Luther, these clergies selling indulgences represented just kind of totally – exposed what he saw as kind of the rot within the Roman Catholic Church Mm -hmm. that um, convinced poor peasants that they could be forgiven for a price. And in Luther's particular theology, um, forgiveness was free and you could be saved by faith alone and grace alone. And it did not have to follow this, you know, bizarre pyramid scheme of like, paying for forgiveness, which, you know, I mean, it totally cheapens it if you're thinking about it, like, objectively, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you consider uh, different parts, different passages of the Bible which talk about the dangers of, the dangers of counting on wealth, right? 
Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car. I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville's. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I meant I said El Camino and I meant Monte Carlo. I miss it so uh the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. It, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This leads us to an interesting parallel. Is it a coincidence that most of the dairy-rich countries that were producing and using butter at the time were the same nations that broke away from the Catholic Church in the 16th century? Nah, man. Butter's delicious. And, you know, they clearly needed it. 
Yeah, there's there's an old quotation that um, I remember reading that says uh, every – to paraphrase something along the lines of like every nation is uh, seven days away from revolution if they're not eating because it, it, food is one of these fundamental motivators. And we're talking about people who live in a staple food economy. These are not people who had, as we mentioned earlier, this vast variety of food they could eat for fun. You know? Well, and, and, I, and I know I keep joking about the deliciousness that is butter, and that's, you know, surely some part of it, but this was something that they needed to properly cook their food and, you know, make it easier to digest and to be nourished by, you know? I mean, if, if they were cooking vegetables, it's not a whole lot of fun eating raw vegetables, you know? I mean, you want to do a nice little stir fry or something and uh, butter gives you what you need to do that if you don't have access to cooking oils. This leads to uh, what Professor Stierna calls one of Luther's biggest teachings. Nothing about eating, drinking, sleeping, marrying, or sex is sin. Not believing in God is sin. That's a quote from, that's a quote from the professor. And then <laughs> sums it up this way. And I love how approachable this professor's language is. In other She's the one who says, like, we're good. Yeah, right? yeah. This yeah. Is, same, same professor. She says, in other words, everything is cool. Eating butter is cool. One of the reasons why the Reformation was so successful was that Luther radically changed how people thought about what's wrong and what's permissible. And so in a very real way, something that seems simple to us today, something as simple as when you are allowed to eat butter, in part led Martin Luther to march up on October 31st in 1517 and publish his 95 theses uh, and the door that we were referring to, the way the, the way the story slash legend goes is that he nailed it to a church door in his hometown of Wittenberg. And these, you know, the, the whole crux of the 95 theses was to call into question fundamentally, you know, the idea of the Pope being essentially godlike mm-hmm. and you know specifically this idea of god being completely removed from the average man and woman and their ability to communicate directly with god through prayer yes absolutely and the printing press also emerges on the scene which means these teachings spread rapidly and today as we record this there are more than 40,000 Protestant denominations across the globe. Yeah, I mean the 95 theses was like, you know, the first meme. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, mean, I love I, memes though. I I think everything <laughs> I, I memeify. You're memetic. Exactly. <laughs> Meme classifications aside, this is pretty profound. To think that butter, of all things, could change the could change the world, and I, I wonder if people ever if people ever think about that when they're the next time you know they're in church or they go to a youth group or they oh and I, I do have to point out Martin Luther was not by any measure a a perfect man, but in this case he did something amazing and. It's fascinating, you know, if you if you were listening to this and you identify as Protestant, you know, uh, 
give it give it a think and check out Butter Rich History to learn more about the strange, fascinating, oftentimes invisible and profound ways in which this food stuff affects you. Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? Oh, man, I'm so glad we saved that reference for the end. Anybody? Anybody? Everybody. Witch? Everybody should movie. be that. But I was looking into it as well, and I, I didn't think about this until we were researching this, but the family that's uh, portrayed in that film are Protestants, but they're like even more extreme versions of Protestant. They, they want to just completely extricate everything associated with the Catholic Church. And uh, there's a fantastic moment where butter comes up as being almost like the most sinful indulgence. So that's still stuck around even Ooh. through Protestantism, although certainly wasn't like being taxed or in that way. Oh, that's a brilliant connection. Well done. I didn't think about that. But well, that's, what do you think about that? No, I, I, I think mean, that's a really is good that point. is that accurate? I don't know. I think I I think it's intentional. I will go on the record saying I think it's intentional because I was always these were Puritans in the film. I was always wrapped up in the concept of um, the the clever wordplay of. You know, we had talked about this when we were hanging out earlier, not just the – because, folks, we fanboyed over this film so hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was all we talked about for several weeks, and I am so surprised that I missed that. And thank you for telling me because I dwelt on the concept of not butter, the taste of butter. Right. It's like the pursuit of happiness, right? Um, But now I'm I'm going to go back – and watch the witch, and I might just do it eating a stick of butter. Uh, such a thing is too much of a good thing. Well, <laughs> we're gonna find out firsthand. I'm I'm mostly kidding. I have I have never, to my knowledge, eaten an entire stick of butter. You ever heard of deep fried butter at carnivals? That's a thing. I have, but I haven't tried it. Did you ever give it no, a shot? No, dude. No, too much of a good thing. It just seems really weird. I oh. feel like butter is an ingredient and not its own snack. It will be. It's like a, it's good on a piece of toast. For sure, which essentially is – I mean, come on. Let's be real. Eating a piece of toast with butter on it, it's a vehicle for butter. (laughs) It's true. There's a a lot of stuff. Like some people treat popcorn as a vehicle for butter. Well, you guys out there, tell us how you like to eat butter. Do you like to deep fry it? Do you like to just eat it with a spoon? You know, what's your favorite? What about clarified butter? We didn't – there's so many things. Butter. Yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing? We need to – we need to – Plug our friend Lauren and Annie's podcast, Food Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a series of episodes on the history of butter. Um, and they also have a video that's pretty cool called Get Some Culture D- Butter. Huh? The D is in uh, parentheses. So check out Food Stuff. It's another How Stuff Works podcast. And they're, uh, they're friends of ours. So they're cool. And you should uh, listen to them. And there it was. Uh, what a... Uh... What a time capsule, a glimpse back, not just into the history of butter and religion, but into our own show. Uh, We're going to be back in just a few days with a brand new episode, but we hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, as, As we said at the top, this is not something you can find on Apple Podcasts, but every so often we're going to share some classics like this with you. In the meantime, huge thanks to you, Ben Bolin, for uh, for taking us on this journey into butter and religion. Max Williams, super producer extraordinaire. Christopher Hasiotis here in spirit. Alex Williams, who composed our theme. 
big, big thanks to our research associate, the one and only Gabe Luzier, and big thanks to our own, uh, what would you call him, the the main Protestant of this uh, Reformed episode, Jonathan Strickland. He does protest a lot, it's true. That, yeah, I was going for the protest thing. <laughs> we'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.